Welcome to the Workplace Church Podcast with TBN UK. Steve Mallison Jones, your host, and the teachings of Richard Fleming. Likewise, all the gifts and graces of God are just as available to the saints in the workplace as they are to the saints in the pew of the local church. Together, we're going to be listening to testimonies from around the UK. And at that time, he taught me how to be a prayer warrior. I remember the first time we met up, we prayed for seven hours straight, nonstop. Together, we're going to be looking at hearing the voice of God, finding your vision and destiny, walking out your destiny, what's in your field, and crossing the Jordan into harvest and habitation, your field, your territory, and your land the land that God is giving you. We will be taking a further look at what goes on inside Workplace Church. It may look like an education organization, a factory, public service, an office, local and national government, and retail workplaces on the outside. But on the inside, you will find God bringing His ideas, His thoughts, His ways, His priorities, for the profit of all. Hey there, Workplace Church community. So glad you could be with us again today. We're going to be listening to the fifth and final part of Dr. Sharon Stone on hearing the voice of God. What a journey it's been. I'd recommend you go back and listen from podcast one um, for the five parts because it's just excellent teaching. You can go back and get the podcast from anywhere that you can subscribe to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, Workplace Church uh, podcast. It's going to be available anywhere that you can subscribe to podcasts podcast. So we're going to listen to Dr. Sharon Stone now, and that's going to be followed by part two of Chris Ryman's testimony and interview. Hope you enjoy. Take care. Today, I want to talk about what we've already know from reading in the scriptures. We read stories of God's miraculous provision, of his supernatural promotion. We read stories of prophetic guidance and divine intervention where businesses are impacted and leaders of nations are addressed and they're influenced. You know, God's people are promised even and promoted into government. And we find that learning to hear from God in our businesses, in our workplace is no longer optional. I want you to hear that. It's no longer optional for you for you to have the edge that you desire to have in business and to fully be able to fulfill your destiny there, you need to hear the voice of God. And we must learn to live what I call an undivided life. Because what we normally do, this is my Christian life, this is my family life, this is my work or business life, and this is my play life. And what we need to do is learn to live an undivided life, have all of those areas merged together. And so the key to that is integration. I'm going to say that word again because I believe the Spirit of God is so much on it even now as I'm speaking it to you. The key to living an undivided life is integration. So you integrate your relationship with God into everything, including your business. Because, see, we get what we expect. And if we expect to hear God's voice only in the sacred moments on Sunday when the music starts, then you know what? That's going to be what you and I experience. But when we know 
absolutely know that God wants to speak in every part of our life and every part of it is sacred, then we could expect to hear God's voice in any area at any time in our life. And you know what I call this? I call this relational lifestyle Christianity. This is what we want for you. We don't want you to be a good Christian at work. We want you to be a representative of God in every place you are, including your business and your workplace. And out of relationship, of course, of all, the first level you benefit from hearing the voice of God is intimacy with God. And He is involved intimately with you in every area of your life. Now, previously, when we've come together, we have spoke about receiving communication from God through supernatural hearing, sight, by feeling or by perception. But today, we're going to receive supernatural conversation with God concerning your workplace, which includes uh, your whole life. That's your business, your workplace, your family. We want it to be conversational. And so let me give you a biblical illustration. You know, when Adam was in the garden and Adam had sinned, Adam went and hid from God. And so God comes walking in the garden expecting to speak to Adam, not that he didn't understand what was going on. And so he calls to Adam, Adam, where are you? Where are you? And Adam says, I'm over here, God. And God says, what are you doing over there? And he says, I'm hiding. And God says, why are you hiding? And he says, I ate of the tree you told me not to. And I, I feel naked and ashamed. And that's why I'm, I'm hiding. Why did I want to use that illustration? First of all, it shows us an initial conversation in the Bible, but it shows the first center of the universe still carrying on a conversation with God. You know, just tell yourself, say, oh, thank God, I still qualify. The other aspect is conversation is two-sided. It is not just you doing all the talking or even God doing all the talking. It's both of you talking. That's how you get to know one another even in a greater way. And so today, when we do an activation, again, giving you the opportunity to receive communication from God for your workplace or for your business, we're going to do it in a little bit different way. And so you will need to either have uh, your, your tablet, your phone, your computer, or a pen and a paper, because we're going to write the thoughts of God. So let me give you some directions about writing the thoughts of God. I know that in New Age movements, they have things where the, a spirit comes and moves a pen across paper. Listen, that's not gonna happen to you. The Bible says that when you ask the Father for bread, is he gonna uh, uh, give you a, a stone? No, it says when you ask the Father for a fish, are you gonna get a serpent? No, it says when you ask the Father for a Holy Spirit, what are you gonna get? You're gonna receive the Holy Spirit. And so when we are writing the thoughts of God today, you're not gonna have some spirit come and push your hand across a piece of paper or type into your thing. No, you in partnership with the Holy Spirit are still gonna listen, see, perceive what the Spirit of God is saying, and then you're going to write that down. Today, I want you to inquire of God. I want you to ask God something that affects your integrated life, that affects uh, 
your intimacy with God. Ask God this question. How can I take our relationship into my workplace or my business and represent you? Isn't that powerful? How can I take my relationship with you into the workplace and business and represent you in a greater way? Now, this is what I'm going to have you do. You've got your pen ready or you've got your phone ready to be able to write what the Spirit of God has said to you. When you ask the Spirit of the Lord that question, you know, you just pause a moment. And again, I say, take spiritual inventory. What is it my spiritual sight is seeing? Remember, that looks like a divine imagination, slight mental picture. What is it that my spiritual ears are hearing? Sounds like the voice of your conscience. Sounds like you talking to you, that still small voice. What is it that my spirit is feeling or sensing or knowing or perceiving? And when you take that inventory, you might be look going right to left, right to left. I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. Whoop, there it is. I sense something, the answer from God. Or you might go, ah, I saw something or I heard something. But then we want you in response to document that by writing that out. And I want you to know there will be a flow of the Holy Spirit. You won't have to write and God wants me to know. No, there's going to be a ease because it's out of your relationship with the Spirit of the Lord and it's conversational together with Him. So we say, God, how can I take our relationship into my workplace and business and represent you? So you close yourself in with God, have your pen poised or your thumbs poised on your phone, and you're just going to begin to write. And the Spirit of the Lord says to me, just go ahead and do that right now. The Spirit of the Lord says to me. And as you do that, the next thought will come. The next picture will come. The next understanding will come. The next hearing will come. How do I represent you, God? I'm going to pray for you as you continue today. Father, right now, we thank you. Father, you said that you would withhold no good thing from us. You are not playing hide and seek with destiny, information, strategy, or any knowledge that we would have need of. So Father, we ask right now, would you just pull back the curtains of heaven? Would you cause us to see with a clarity we've never seen with before? God, would you just raise and amplify the volume of your speaker that we might hear with the greatest clarity that we've ever known before. God, would you just reach out and encounter us so that we might have a greater sensing and perception of what you're saying than we have ever done before. How do I take our relationship, God, into my workplace and business and represent you? I just want to share this with you. As we have been journeying together at this time of developing your ability to hear the voice of God, you grow and it gets easier and quicker each time. Listen, don't wait for the next time we're together. Ask God questions daily. Ask God to give you dreams when you go to bed at night. When you have a situation at work 
take it to the advisor, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords first before you take it to any other advisor. Doesn't mean that you don't want their advice, but you know, the one that knows the most is the one you go to first. And we pray that you will have great success, that you will have great influence, that you will financially prosper. But we also pray that God will redeem your time and what He's called you to do so that you will have healthy families that love God and that want to follow the integrity and live out the legacy that you're building for them right now. So we pray for you in your developing, hearing the voice of God in your workplace, that you will now go from glory to glory, faith to faith, and strength to strength. One last thing I wanted to share with you. The Bible says, all may prophesy, and it says desire to prophesy. Did you know if you can hear the voice of God for yourself, you can hear the voice of God for someone else as well. So that means this incredible developing intimacy and communication you have with God also has the ability to bless others around about you. Please be good stewards of the graces of God by sharing them with others. God bless you. Workplace Church community, how great is it to have Dr. Sharon Stone teaching here in the voice of God. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to hear this teaching. And we pray that you, Holy Spirit, would lead us into all things, Lord, that you would show us how to hear your voice more and more in the marketplace and in our places of calling and destiny. Right now, let's take a listen to Chris Ryman and his interview and testimony part two. Enjoy. So, you know, you, you've had some encounter with the entertainment industry in the UK and mm -hmm. you've looked a bit at the entertainment industry in Hollywood. Yeah. When you meet with other believers, what's their kind of, what's be, their reaction normally when you talk about the fact that you're an actor and in the, in that space? Well, funny, most of the people that I suppose I come into contact with are probably actors anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> And there's actually many, many actors who are believers anyway. So it's not like it's a kind of strange thing, not from my experience. It's not like I've met anyone. Maybe it's my spirit chooses to gravitate towards the right people and to not kind of associate with the people who I know are not going to be right. And it doesn't matter if you're Christian or not, but it's about a spirit and a mindset. You know, for right. me, just because someone's Christian, that doesn't mean make them right for me as a friend or even someone I should converse with. Because right. You know, it's kind of like someone says, I go to the gym. That doesn't mean that you're an expert bodybuilder. Anyone can go to the gym. Anyone can sign up to a gym. But how far down the road are you with your Christianity, with your, your connection to God? You know, are you just ticking the boxes, going to church, or you're actually living the life that Christ was trying to teach? So um, I haven't had any issues with, you know, um, it's, as I said, I meet a lot of actors who are Christian and we talk about stuff, we get on and we pray. It's nice. We can suddenly maybe haven't met each other before. And then 20 minutes later, we're praying about something, which is great. But I'm also very wary about people who immediately feel comfortable just because someone else says they're a Christian. For me, I still have to discern that person's spirit. And also sometimes it takes um, time and it takes, you know, to spend time and experience with the person and to see their actions, to see what their fruit is bearing for you to know what they're about, you know, Christian or not. I mean, I've got some friends who are not Christian, but they're more Christian in spirit than some 
proper um, Christians. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that just use the religious language essentially, and in fact haven't really developed relationship with God. I think that's such wisdom. And what I'm loving that I'm, you know, understanding from the Holy Spirit as you're speaking is just that wisdom that you use within your life, but also within the entertainment industry. Because you know, so often, again, we've got this one set of spectacles on that we bring when we've been around the church a while the local mm-hmm. church we can we can kind of quickly think oh they've said they're a christian i can tell them everything but having the yeah. wisdom to pause and say hey holy spirit how yeah. am i meant to be uh yeah. in closer oh, fellowship geez. with this person and yeah. and not giving all the goods away talk to me a little bit i don't know whether you've had the chance to walk alongside someone for a little bit longer discipled anyone um i mean that's a you know we use that word quite freely within local church but have you been around um anybody that you've walked alongside and spoken into their life within the entertainment world for a bit longer than just one set or a couple of episodes yeah 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 i mean basically the the friends of mine who are in what i call my prayer circle um, right my nucleus there's often been a lot of a lot of people come to me i mean yeah one I'm older, but I've actually made it a care of duty to really use the wisdom and use experiences to learn from and and apply, you know, not you know Jesus's knowledge. And again, when I was taught by that surrogate uncle, there's an amazing thing he taught me when and I had a very bad relationship, and um, I know that God allowed me to have that relationship to test me to teach me stuff. And at the end, when it was finishing, when she finished it, thank God, but when she finished it, my uncle was like, he said to me, he goes, anything she needs, you must help her with. I said, what are you talking about? Right. He goes, and, and basically what he taught me in the end is to love your enemy. He goes, if you can learn to love your enemy, he goes, and you can get the understanding within you then that, and that spiritual muscle, then you're laughing. So as I learned all these skills, so as I said, my prayer circle of friends, we we kind of disciple each other. So sometimes I'm the, to use the word master and they're the disciple, but then that paradigm right. is interchangeable. But then once there's things I've taught them that they are now helping me with. So we're always, we're teaching each other. So it's not one situation where I know it all and I've got what one disciple behind, you know, next to me. It's like, there's a group right. of us. And at times I'll be saying, can you help me with this? And other times they'll be saying, so the, the master, the disciple uh, role is interchangeable between us as a group. I love that. Talk to me a little bit about during this season, you know, we're recording these podcasts during the Mm -hmm. uh, COVID season. And I, I was interested uh, when we talked earlier around Mm -hmm. the kind of uh, way that God had highlighted a potential other route for you to use your skill set. So just talk to me a little bit about how kind God was with your family in that you weren't on some production somewhere and got locked elsewhere in the world. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, without that, this whole COVID time, I know it's been very challenging for many people and, you know, with deaths and illnesses and stuff like that. And even there's been a few people close to me that have died, which has just been like an eye opener. Cause it's very easy to say, Oh, this is all just that, you know, it's all, it's exaggeration. And then suddenly right. an eye opener. But, um, so what happened to me, as I said, as an actor, for m- most people I know, most actors I know, if someone says to you, you're not going to be working for two or three months, it's not really a big deal. That's kind of standard. That's what I've known for 25 years. I mean, obviously, I'm not where I wish or believe I, I will be You know, in the future. I, I'm not there yet with that continual work. So 
have been steeled to kind of like being getting used to surviving. So right. Yeah. When this whole thing came, I was like, it's not a big deal. But at the same time, I thought, well, don't be foolish. Get some money coming in. And it got down to the point where I was, you know, willing to be a delivery uh, driver for a supermarket. You know, I like to drive and everything. But yeah. I remember I spoke to an ex-girlfriend of mine, again, someone who I used to disciple and we're still in, you know, we're good friends. And yeah. she said, that's good, Chris, but you've got so much more to offer. Why don't you do some teaching or something online with all the skills you've got from your acting? And even though it seemed like a kind of simple thing to say, there was something that touched me so deeply about that. And I thought, yeah, let me let me pursue that. Because I think where a lot of Christians go wrong, they pray, 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 but they don't take any action. You right. Know what I mean? You know, even yeah. if you want bigger muscles, you can't just pray. You go to the gym and you pray, and then maybe God will will you know speed up <laughs> your muscle process. But you have to go That's to the where gym. That's I've been going wrong, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you just been praying. Exactly. I thought I was going to get gym. Popeye arms. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know if you have a couple of heavy yeah. Bibles, maybe. But yeah, right. You know, so what happened is I, again, I suppose in terms of humility, what uh, because. It's all well and good to, to – I've always known in my heart that I was going to get a great level of success at some point in the future when God ordained it. So that's always kept me peaceful. But at the same time, you can do a lot yourself now to make other blessings come now. And in terms of humility, obviously I've been to the best drama schools. I've got a top agent. So it's very easy for me to to be kind of like – I don't want to say it's stuck up, but kind of elite, elite-minded. Right. Yeah. A friend of mine who's actually my martial arts coach, I was teaching him acting and I even got him to go to drama school and he's suddenly getting work and he's been using a website for amateurs which has information about auditions and he's been he's building his career. And I thought to myself, why don't I just join that rather than being, you know, elite-minded? You know, there, there may be one thing I can get from there. There may be a connection I thought, you know. So you know, I joined this website and it turned out it wasn't, right for me but what i did realize was that all the people in there they needed my help and guidance and then right. when my ex had told me why don't you coach so i again i put together like a resume i sent an email to the person who runs the site and then suddenly he goes yeah dude why don't you do your talks and i started doing these talks and they got better and better more and more often and then i started doing coaching people one-to-one uh creating a plan of action for their career or getting them ready for drama school and then I invited a few of my friends, you know, to join me in the talks. One is a specialist in mental resilience. Another one you know, was a fitness expert and an actor, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been bringing right. in a bit of money, which has been a blessing, obviously. And it's been giving me a focus. But also it's something that can grow as a business on the side. Um, right. But it's actually taught me a lot more about what I need to do. If I want to be excellent, if I really want to get to the top, you know, if I really want to please God, I've got to do more. You know what I mean? Right. I've yeah. got to do more. And it's just taught me that, you know, even my dad said it to me when I was a kid. He said, Chris, the difference between a successful person and someone who's not successful is sometimes 5 to 10% difference in effort. Right. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> what this has taught me. So, yeah. I think it's interesting, you know, I, last week um, on the podcast, I interviewed somebody and we talked about God defining success as being faithful. Um, and I, I think discussing success is interesting to me uh, from the being around the arts and entertainment world, because what's disappointed me sometimes 
is that people think that just bringing the message makes something successful, i.e. the message of the gospel, yet they've got no production values, the, <laughs> the, the art and the craft is terrible. And then they wonder why either they're only preaching to the choir because, you know, the church, local church people will go and watch it and not care about the craft. But actually, I, I, I love it that you are trying to press into that place where your excellence is, is um, what you desire for God because you're, you're acting as unto him um, rather than just for the audience. So you're, you know, you're acting for God and the excellence side and the production values that you want to bring uh, make the message way more powerful. I'm hoping for a change there. Um, in the entertainment space, especially around any faith-based projects, because a number of them have really been weak on the excellence front. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm interested in what you're thinking about regarding that, the faith space maybe, and then what you're dreaming about with God for the future in entertainment. Well, I mean, I have written and created the most, even if I say so myself, the most incredible, amazing, supernatural adventure action detective drama which will challenge so many people because on on first kind of exposure of it it's, it's a great fun action adventure but on a deeper level it is so it's because it, it, i've written it it's all it's all it's pure it's got the it's basically been driven by god right so there's so much that i see i think this is where people go wrong it's like they'll do a faith-based drama and they say no we can't swear in it but people swear in real life even christians swear and maybe they shouldn't but they do so it's like you're not being real in the bible right. there was again all rape and demons and this i mean it was the bible is the most amazing blockbusting hollywood script right you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah it's got everything it's got everything in there so it's kind of like and it goes into deeper levels you know all the characters of the things they went through job and da, da 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 so it's like in my tv series it's like you would not think on first reading that oh this is a faith-based thing and actually i'm not even i'm not going to pitch it that way but it's like right. the journeys that the characters go through whether they are christian or not or whether they say they are christian or not it's about the human condition. And because I'm writing it, it's all about, I don't write something unless God says, if I write something and I feel the Holy Spirit say, that's not I don't put it in. So I'm not right. questioning. I'm not trying to be the, the intellectual master. I'm just being the, the channel or the, ch the tunnel to allow God to come through in, with all the things that I'm into, martial art. I mean, there's some Christians that say, oh, no, martial arts is, is unchristian. I don't have time to argue with people. All I'm saying is right. I know what God has told me. I'm not telling you to watch it. I'm not telling you to listen to me. You know what I mean? I just know right. that I'm doing what God has told me. And there's so much good I want to do with it in terms of charities and one thing and another and many mentorship programs. We've got so much, which I, to be honest, I'll tell you the truth. When I was, <laughs> when I was I'm going to be candid here. When I was yeah. young, all I wanted from Hollywood was to be a successful actor and have a room at the Playboy Mansion. Because right. in the past, literally, I had literally have friends. I've got connections to that kind of world. And I had buddies who were there and they were superstars in the 80s and 90s and everything. And I was like, yeah, right. that's what I want. And then as I sunk into God, I, like, that's, I couldn't be further from what I want, you know. Right. So I know that God has done his work on me. That I had a chance when I was 19, I was going to be, I was cast to be in a big film. And I knew that my career was going to take off as much as one right. can predict anything, you know, from a starting point. And then suddenly a whole load of unbelievable 
coincidences happened which stopped the film from happening. And I now know that was obviously God saying, look, Chris, I'm showing you you've got everything it takes to be a superstar, but I don't want you to go down this route because you will waste all that. So like now what I've created and what I have to offer now is just so amazing. And it's not about (laughs) hanging out in the Playboy Mansion. It's, it's so much more. So it's like, uh, right. Wow. Yeah. I I appreciate your honesty in that because those are subjects that the church doesn't sometimes local church doesn't want to talk about, but actually there's so many people doing things in secret at one side of their mouth, they're speaking religiosity. And on the other side, there's a secret life happening. So I think, you know, for me, part of this COVID, um, situation and being locked down is God calling us to take our refuge in him and, and examine our own hearts. And, um, you know, in the the prophet Hosea, you know, uh, talks about God saying, "You've walked away from me, and you're pr- you've been proud, and you've walked away." And I think that the Lord is calling us back. Um, I really appreciate the time we've been able to have today, Chris, and your honesty. What I like about you I is want to that share you're not something. Fr- I don't want it to finish. Go I've got for it. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. Amazing. All right. Okay. There was a question you had about. Um, uh, let me see. What the- a testimony of God in the entertainment industry. Now, you've got to check yeah. this out. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I was, I must have been in my mid-20s. I was coming out of that bad relationship with that, that, that girl. And at that time, I'd reconnected with my, my, uh, my surrogate uncle. And at that time, he taught me how to be a prayer warrior. I remember the first time we met up, we prayed for seven hours straight, nonstop. Unbelievable, wow. supernatural. And what I would do is I would go because I was because of the breakup and everything. I was very distraught. So literally, as soon as I'd, I can't remember what I was doing, work, whatever. As soon as I'd finished, I'd go round to his house and we'd pray. We'd have food and we'd pray from the moment I got there into the night, fall asleep. Then I'd, I'd get up in the morning, go back home, get washed, and carry on my day. And we did that every night. Prayer. So I learned how to. It just became natural training for me to be a prayer warrior. Right. Wow. And at that time, um, I had an audition for James Bond film for a good part, you know, it's um, for right. Quantum of Solace, uh, for, um, which is Daniel Craig's second one. Anyway, so I did the big audition. There was like 100 guys. There was a fight call. And the first one I did the acting audition, got through that. Then I went to the fight call. And it went from 100 people to like 50 people to 20 people to, to like three people. So I got through to the final stages over the whole week. And it got to the point where I had to meet the director and the two producers and do the, the fight scene or whatever in front of them. And we did it. And I, we, we'd worked out, we, we, me and this other guy had become friends with the work that, oh, we pretty much know who's going to get this part. So they said, no, sorry, it's not happening. So my uncle said, how did it go? And I said, oh, no, it's not happening. He goes, they're going to call you back. And I said, look, I don't mean to be rude, but you don't understand how the industry works. That's it. He goes, right. he goes I don't care how the industry works. He goes, I'm telling you what God told me. And God told me they're going to call you back. let's pray up so i thought fine anyway so about i think maybe a month had gone past and in that time i knew that my my uncle was gonna leave to go to the west indies the caribbean and i was really worried because he'd become like my my anchor you know right and the day before he was going to go away there was a a call service he said to go to and at that time uh there was a few issues I had to clear up to completely finish the relationship with the ex, which was becoming like very heavy for me. So on the way to the, the call service, I was obviously worried. And he goes, Chris, this time that I'm away is going to make you a real man of God. You're going to have to face things on your own. It's going to make you stronger. So funny enough, in that time, I was able to send a message to the ex to say, 
you know, and, and it finished everything cleanly and I felt very light. And then as soon as I sent it, I got a phone call coming back. I thought, oh, it, it's her again, you know, and it wasn't. It was my agent. Oh, yeah. No, so prior to this, sorry, before John, before, prior to this, so we kept on going to prayer meetings. And I remember um, at one prayer meeting, I dropped him off. I went around the corner and I w- came to the door and this man answered the door and he goes, ah, are you in the new James Bond film? And I started oh, laughing. Wow. I thought, oh, this guy's being a joke. And I looked at his face and his face was blank and he didn't seem like one of, you know, a jokey person. And yeah. I said, why did you say that? He goes, I don't know. So I spoke to my uncle. I said, why did you say that? He goes, did you tell him anything? And my uncle's not one to joke either. He said, I didn't tell him anything. He goes, let's pray about it. So right. that was really weird and freaked me. And that same week, I went to see a friend of mine. I'm the godfather of her children. Uh, went to meet her in the park. And I was early. And I was wearing you know, a black tracksuit, black hoodie. And I kind of fell asleep standing up against a tree. And I woke up because I felt something tugging my, my, my trousers. And I looked down. There's a little boy in the playground. And he goes, yeah. are you James Bond? I swear to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I swear to you, this is what this kid said. Are you James Bond? Um, I couldn't even answer him. Anyway, a week later, I'm at that call service with my uncle. I'd sent that message to the ex. I'd finished that. Got a call. Coming back, I thought, what does she want again? It was my agent saying, Chris, they want you in the Bond. They've rewritten the role. Wow. So from doing the audition, not getting it, and my uncle yeah. saying they're going to call you back, within a month, it all turned around. So that was a massive testimony to show me, Chris, when God says something's going to happen, it doesn't matter what's happening in the carnal world. It doesn't matter what the industry says. Love and it. Ironically, a few things happened. Even when I was on set, it turned out they didn't get to use me. But it's not the point. I still got paid. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah, right. It yeah. was good just trying to, trying to prove a point, saying, look what I can do. Look what right. I can make happen. And lots of other I lessons love- happened. You know? Hey, I love that. Why don't Why don't you pray for our listeners that they would encounter God in that way wherever they're they're working as church in the in the marketplace, in the workplace. Yeah. Just pray a blessing yeah. over them okay. as we finish. So, dear Lord Father God, I pray right now for all the listeners. I pray, Lord Father God, that this, not just because it's coming from me, but because it's coming from you, God, is blessing whoever's listening. I pray this really lifts your spirits. This really lifts your spirits because what I want to tell you, which is coming from God, is that be mindful about trusting too much on what's happening in the carnal world. Of course, we have to live in this world, but keep that connection to the spirit. Check in with God. What is the Holy Spirit saying about that situation? What is the Holy Spirit saying about that person or that thing? Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to that voice. Let that guide you. You will never go wrong. Keep yourself clean in mind, body, and spirit. And what you have to trust is that if you're praying to God for something and you're praying for him to protect you and guide you, if you don't get a job, you weren't meant to get that job. And if you're concerned about money, then you say, God, please help me. And I'm telling you, God will come in to help. I've experienced it so many times I've been in this industry 25 years, and I still have, I've got even more energy now than I did when I first started. And I know that there's still blessings to come. So don't put a time frame on you. God doesn't work in the human time clock. He works in his time. So I pray this blesses you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Chris Ryman. What an incredible testimony and interview there with Chris. I love the honesty around subjects that sometimes people don't want to touch. So thank you. He's been given a vision for the entertainment world and God is using him and giving him the gifts and graces of God in that world. So Father, I just pray you would bless the Workplace Church community. Until next week, take care.